How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Good morning and welcome to Catholic Education Plus. I'm Father Tom Burke, pastor at St. Mary Madeline Parish, serving the communities of the East End, Homewood, Point Breeze, Squirrel Hill, and Wilkinsburg sections of the city of Pittsburgh, and also the pastor at St. Benedict of Moore Parish in the Hill District. Thank you for being with us this morning. Summer break in our schools is a time for refreshment, but also a time for reflection, especially for our administrators and our teachers. And this morning we are continuing the lessons from the school year. What are the challenges this year and what are some possible solutions and strengths to build upon, especially those on that our faith provides as we look ahead to a new year just in a few short weeks. First, I want to thank our generous sponsors of Catholic Education Plus, Sam and Judy Spanos, and the Catholic Diocese of Pittsburgh. And this morning in studio again, we are joined by the dynamic duo, as I like to call them. Michelle Peduto is our superintendent of Catholic schools for the Diocese of Pittsburgh, and Sharon Lachlan Brown, the assistant superintendent of Catholic schools. Michelle and Sharon, welcome back this morning to Catholic Education Plus. Hello, Father. It's good to be back. Thanks, Father Tom. The Good dynamic morning. duo is in the house. Yeah. All right. <laughs> now, as we were discussing a few weeks ago, the challenges uh, of the past year were many, but weren't unique to the Diocese of Pittsburgh. Uh, we began last segment to address the challenges and lessons learned from the 2022-2023 school year. And I thought there's so much to cover that would make uh, two shows uh, about this. And we talked about the swatting incident at Central Catholic that adversely affected this school and our sister school, Oakland Catholic, right around the corner, creating uh, tremendous trauma. And the diocese was applauded for its handling of the incident in addressing the ongoing anxiety that these students uh, must face. And creating a school environment that's steeped in faith and a safe place is most important than ever. Michelle and Sharon, you want to add to that as we are talking about uh, the, the safety of our schools? So during the summer, obviously, many of our schools are working on safety and planning, of course, everything. When we go around to the schools in the summer, we're actually having our own safety issues with all the things in the hallways because they're (laughs) cleaning up. But um, of course, safety remains on all of our minds as we continue to do everything we can to try to improve our schools and to um, address some of the safety concerns that are facing all of our schools in the society today. And naturally, all of that is built on um, around our faith. And Absolutely. so we plan with that as well in mind. And we try to, we do keep up with, you know, the latest information and, and what 
what should we be improving? It's it's just like the, with the teachers and as they get ready to open their classrooms, they're constantly looking for new instructional methods mm-hmm. and new new ideas and teaching children. Well, that applies to safety too. We're constantly evaluating the situation and and to see what we need to do to provide the safest environment possible. Safety is your students. number one priority, of course. Absolutely. In our schools. Absolutely. As it should be, yeah. And the diocese, I can really say, is really staying proactive. Um, I understand a safety director for our schools and parishes has been hired. Um, although the details haven't been released yet, this will go a long way in alleviating uh, the concerns. Anything that you can share about the new hire uh, for our listeners this morning? Well, we're just we're so excited to have mm. him on board, and, and um, we are looking forward to have that central person that monitors and has the expertise, I might add, mm. to monitor the safety in our schools and parishes. That's so important. Um, and then he he will be the liaison between law enforcement and the schools, and right. he will provide that that big picture to our regions, our high schools, and guiding them to as I as I just stated, keeping up with what we need to keep up with to keep the students as safe as we possibly can. So one yeah. key contact person oversees For the everything, obviously, and then can right. um, dish out the channels, appropriate right. authorities. Wow, that's, see, it, it's a work in progress. It's a work yeah. in progress. Yeah. It is. Now, many families turn to our Catholic schools during and after the pandemic for a variety of reasons, uh, academics, sports, uh, the multitude of activities offered, but most importantly, the faith-based education is the reason that enrollment is going up. Um, is this what you're seeing? It is. It's, it's of course, a multifaceted mm. uh, look at our schools when parents come. They're looking for a number of different things. It's all very unique. But I think what we're seeing now is as the contrast between the secular world and the, the Catholic school world widens, as it, it um, is more apparent, I should shouldn't say widens, but as the contrast is more apparent, um, I think parents are seeking the faith piece in in their child's education. They're seeing how um, how important that is when we when we put it up against the secular world, which has no faith component, but seems to substitute other things for God. I think it's important for our students, our all of our children, really to be in settings where they are hearing about God and engaging in a relationship with Jesus Christ every day and viewing the world through the lens of faith. I think that is extremely important, and I think it's just becoming more and more apparent to our parents how important that really is. You can give your children the world, but don't we want to be giving them God, not the world? God. I always say faith is your foundation. You know, you can have all the bells and whistles of technology and state-of-the-art buildings and stadiums and sports programs, but the faith, that's that's what's the grounded. Uh, Would you want to add anything on that, Just That's why we exist. (laughs) We wouldn't have built these buildings and um, built this strong tradition of Catholic education. The whole purpose we exist is to provide that great foundation Apples of faith. and oranges, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. And as I, we mentioned previously on countless of shows, you know, the Catholic schools in the Diocese of Pittsburgh stayed open during the pandemic, and a lot of the public and other private schools didn't. And that was that was definitely a 
a draw for parents wanting their kids back and the, the kids wanted to be back mm-hmm. in the classroom, not just the virtual and um, and then they stayed. They stayed because they saw a good thing happening and then they get that extra bonus, uh, the faith. Uh, we just have a few minutes left before we go to the first break. Um, I want to also address the the nationwide teacher shortage. How do we continue to attract great talent that wants to lead in faith? Because obviously this this shortage, it's everywhere. Yeah. And I do think it's a matter of, I think our, the teachers that are suited to work in our Catholic schools that want to be part of a faith um, a faith educational experience are out there. Mm. We just need to find them. And that's the challenge sometimes is just finding them. Because we do not, we are not looking for just the regular teacher. We, we love our teachers, but we want teachers that are committed to faith, yeah. that, that see that as part of their experience in the classroom. And I think the teaching shortage, shortage has also drawn our teachers who have been with us for many years mm. to other places. Mm-hmm. We know that this is a um, vocation and that our teachers make less than they um, might in other settings. And so we know that uh, our public schools are taking advantage by getting very experienced, committed teachers. And many times our teachers um, really want to stay and um but they also are faced with challenges, just like the rest of the teaching of um, education being difficult. But I believe that um, we are blessed to have so many committed, wonderful teachers and that God will provide God, for us. God will provide. And just as a note, we have had teachers that have left and they've come back. Oh, yes. okay. Wow. So... Um, like a boomerang effect, yes, huh? Yes, yes. As they say, the harvest is abundant, the laborers are few. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I say that, you know, um, obviously there's a shortage of priests too, and yes. uh, it's it's definitely a vocation, it's a calling, and um, you just hear uh, help wanted, you see help wanted signs everywhere, restaurants and retail industry, everybody seems to be hiring, and, and not only in retail and um commercial and restaurants, but also um, in our education program. And it, teaching definitely is a vocation. It's not just going to collect a paycheck every day. It's the love and the passion. And, and I see so many wonderful, dedicated teachers throughout our diocese who are there for the kids. They're, they love what they're doing. They're passionate. And it takes a special person, definitely, um, to teach in a Catholic setting. And the rewards are so much greater. I hear countless stories on father tom i'm I'm just so happy to be here and the families and the faith and to be able to pray in public and um, come to mass on a weekly basis and celebrate first holy communions and confirmations and have an end of the year graduation mass that's what makes catholic education extra special would you agree michelle I would, and it's, you know, when you teach or you're an administrator in a Catholic school, you d- you grow your own faith mm, at the same time. Absolutely. Yeah. Because you, too, are immersed in it, just like the kids are. And so it's very, 
it's a very humbling, beautiful experience to be working in the schools. And even in our three extra mile schools too, which I'm part of two of those, um, it's Sister Thea Bowman Catholic Academy in Wilkinsburg and St. Benedict Moore and seeing the love and the nurturing growing there, the families want that safe, loving, nurturing environment and not necessarily they are Catholic. So all are welcome. That's yeah. right. All are welcome. We'll take a break. You're listening to Catholic Education Plus with Father Tom Burke here on KDK Radio. Welcome back to Catholic Education Plus. I'm Father Tom Burke, and we are continuing an important conversation on the year in review in our Catholic schools as we look ahead for a new school year just in a few short weeks. And we are catching up with Michelle Peduto, our superintendent of Catholic schools, and Sharon Lachlan-Brown, our assistant superintendent of Catholic schools. And before we dive back into segment two, I want to give a big shout out to our generous sponsors of Catholic Education Plus, Sam and Judy Spanos, and the Catholic Diocese of Pittsburgh. Now, social media could be an entire segment of its own. There are positives to social media. It can inform, raise awareness, even when it comes to school threats, but there's certainly some serious dangers. I want to uh, address this now, um, Michelle and Sharon. Are you seeing the new dangers emerge, and how do we respond uh, to this sensitive issue? Social media, it, like all technology, brings both good and not good. Mm. And so, um, obviously, we like when it provides opportunities for our students to be able to engage. And unfortunately, it does um, sometimes brings lots of risks to our students um, in how they speak to one another on social media and really just dangers in general for them. So how do we respond to that? Um, every situation is different, but and of course we do all things according to um, through the lens of our faith. But we do want to um, engage our parents most of all, so that they are aware of what mm. their students are doing online at all costs um, for their safety, most of all, and. Um, that's probably the biggest thing is if we could have our parents really monitor what their kids are doing yeah. online. And I do think, and we've we've had a number of times on this program where we've talked about the dangers of social media, and I, we're always trying to reach out to parents. In the schools, we do provide educational programs for our students that um, highlight the dangers and the benefits of, of social media. But we also want to reach the parents because, and there are things that I think we as parents don't, don't notice. Um, if your child has a social media account and they have 3,000 followers, you need to ask yourself where they met those 3,000 people because the answer is they didn't, which means they have people following them. They have, they're perhaps communicating with people that they've never actually met. Mm -hmm. um, that's a danger. And I think there's another piece to this which affects kids, the psychology piece here. Children love the speed of things like TikTok. And those videos come up, I don't know, they're probably between 10 and 20 seconds. That changes the way your child's mind works. They become less patient in listening. Perhaps you start noticing they don't want to sit down for to dinner and have a conversation looking directly at you. That is dangerous. It's dangerous to how they think and how they learn. Things are too quick, 
If you have a child that is sitting there constantly looking at that device, Mm -hmm. that's a problem. So we need to reach out. We, the adults, need to work together here to limit. And I, I recognize that where we are in the world today, I as a parent would have a hard time taking something away. But you have to limit the exposure because we will be paying the price for this for years and years to come. Our society is has already changed because of it. And when we start looking at things like artificial intelligence, which is in the it's news now, now, a yeah. bit, you know, big 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 talk about artificial intelligence, but I I worry that we're going to ignore the warning signs there. Remember, we are in the business aside in addition to teaching the faith. We are also teaching children how to be lifelong learners. That's the thing we haven't talked about for a while. But how do you learn over the course of your lifetime? How do you think? How do you think? Not teaching them necessarily what to think, but how do you think through these issues? You cannot compete with that device. So you either have to shut it down and talk to your kids directly or Uh, you have to realize you're going to be second place. And the voice they hear could be those 3,000 other people that are following them on their social media sites. This is far more dangerous than, but I do think a lot of people now are highlighting that, that this is dangerous to learning. It's dangerous to the moral um, barometer that your children are developing, and, and it is dangerous to their safety. Yeah, it's it's a it's a big concern, a big problem. It obviously it starts at home. Parents have to be engaged on what's going on, what their kids are watching and viewing and and listening to, because it, it can get really dangerous out there. You hear countless stories in the news with kids being abducted or they run away, and, and people say, "Oh, well, I had no idea yeah. that they were doing this." And it, it 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 takes just a matter of only a few seconds to. And I don't, you know, I don't mean, do I don't want to blame parents. I think this social media epidemic has gotten oh, ahead of all of us. Blown up. I just think as, yeah. as partners, mm-hmm. as educators and partners with parents, we all need to work together just to protect our more kids. More awareness. Yeah, just more keep awareness. your eyes and ears out. That's um, right. It doesn't take much to do that. So, yeah. Now, one of our schools learned a tough lesson about uh, the use of words. If you write something online, be prepared to be treated like an adult, even if you're not. Can you tell us uh, what happened and the important uh, takeaway from all this? And this was in the news earlier this year, but we we did have a student um, in another city who was aboard an airplane and put something, airdropped a message out there that was was not appropriate. And it it, uh, ended in where the plane had to return to the airport and everyone had to get off the plane. Now, we're talking about young people who don't always have the right judgment here. But he had he had this device. I, I, I do think a lesson was learned, and I hope it was, um, and I hope it was learned by other students from his school as well. It's just we don't live in that, that era where those mistakes are tolerated. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, our, our children do have to be very careful about acting on impulse, putting things out into the world that Really, that ha- that haven't been vetted by an adult who does understand the consequences of the things we say, and and that applies t- not just to this particular incident, but there are other incidents where people say things about other people, 
um, they just don't realize that that lives for a long time. Pretty serious. Yeah. Very it's hard serious. Hard to take that back. You know? It can change your life. Mm-hmm. It can change the child's life. Yeah. No, we just have about uh, under a minute, 30 seconds left uh, before we conclude. And we are just about two weeks away from opening day of our school. Any words of wisdom these last two weeks for parents and grandparents and Certainly we want all of our families (laughs) to continue to enjoy the gift of summer and the warm weather and all the good things that um, God has given us in this season. But we also know that people, the back to school sales are coming and all of the things. And as our schools are preparing to um, empty schools are not what uh, we're about. And so we're very much looking forward to welcoming back all of the students and every new year is full of possibilities. And I think that it is Exciting. The first day of school is one of my favorites of the whole year. Bells will be ringing and the buses will be humming. So, right. Michelle, you have the last couple of minutes, couple as, seconds. As we come back together, um, <laughs> I hope it's a year filled with love. I feel. I hope it's a year filled with collaboration, partnership. Um, let's just give each other always the benefit of the doubt and work together for the best of our students, the best of your children, the best of our students. Yeah, in the new 2023-2024 school year. Yes, uh, indeed. Ready to Hard to open up those doors and get the bells, and we welcome all of our families back, uh, returning students, and uh, welcome home and uh, all of our new students and faculty and staff. So Michelle yes. Peduto and Sharon Lachlan-Brown, thanks for being with us this morning. Thanks, Father Tom. We'll be back in a moment here on KDK Radio. This week in our Plus segment, we are featuring the 19th Sunday in Ordinary Time as we hit uh, the middle of the month of August. And as we just said, uh, just a few weeks away from opening day of our new school year. In this week's gospel, we see that Jesus walks on water and he calms the stormy seas. We go to the Sea of Galilee with Jesus and his disciples. The disciples have great fear. And Jesus uh, says, take courage, it is I, and do not be afraid. And this revealing his identity, uh, Jesus discloses a deeper reality that he is truly the Son of God. And to stay focused on Christ and amongst all the hustle and bustle of everyday life, the last minute back to school shopping and the anxieties and fears of um, starting school can really come into play, especially this weekend. So Jesus reminds us to just be alert and open up our eyes and see he is definitely in our midst and quieting down, taking some time out, enjoying these last few weeks of summer. God's whispering uh, voices surrounds us with every breath that we take. So this is the first time that Jesus is called the son of God by his disciples in this particular gospel. So as we are winding down the summer season and getting ready for the school year, let's open up our eyes Be calm and see that Christ is in our midst. And we'll be back in two weeks. Thank you for listening to Catholic Education Plus with Father Tom Burke here on KDK Radio. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with a vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places.